And you're back with the Power Up Show. It's currently 20 to 7. You're with Mia and Paul. And Paul uh, has been put on mute for the moment because if he shows me anything to do with the UK and say anything about cricket anymore, uh, he will be kicked out. So. <laughs> okay, you can talk, Paul. Quickly get it out of your system. No. Okay, good. <laughs> well, well, well. Leah, how are you? Oh, Mia, Paul, how are you? I am fantastic. Now, where are you? Quickly quickly make us jealous. Where are you? Oh, I am in the snow this week. And I have to say, we've had three bluebird days and it is magnificent. Okay, did we say that we don't like you very much, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the only thing is it's cold and and it hurts when you fall over in the snow. So it's not all good, Mia. The novelty of snow wears off. It does does, does the older you get and more they fall over, I found. Well, and isn't it just a phenomenal example of control, right? Ah, I like it, Leah. I like <laughs> now, it Now, now, now. I, before we even get started on... Before we get started on control, Leah, I need to uh, just take you through something that happened this week. Now, Paul, you are well aware that I'm a reality fan TV... Uh, reality TV fan. Yes. Um, but actually, not <laughs> that grow. it's reality TV. I love Survivor. Uh, Leah, I'm not sure about you, but I love Survivor. I've been watching it for far too long. Paul's looking at me going, what the hell? Uh, Look, I was an I was a fan originally and uh, glued, so I get where you're coming. Oh, from. fantastic! <laughs> the Australian um, series of Survivor is currently competitors versus contenders, and we got some really big names in the competitor space: big AFL players, Olympic uh, gold medalists. We have uh, the CEO of Boost Juice in there, so we're not talking small little minds in here. We've got some really big competitors versus the contenders. And one of the things I wanted to say to you, Leah, was it was the mindset of the two teams. And I think you're going to understand what I'm saying when I get to the point now is that the they have the challenges. We all know about the challenges in Survivor. And you could see that when the contenders, they wanted it, they were hungry, they needed to get it, but they could not pull it across the line. Whereas with the competitor, uh, the, content, uh, the, the champion, sorry, they just ha- managed to find in one of the challenges, they managed to find an extra 5% and that was all they needed to win, right? Yeah. And when we went to tribal council, the, the contenders went to tribal ca- council, the question was asked, why did you lose? What did the champions do differently? And the answer was so interesting because it reminded me of what we're talking about in mental toughness. The answer was, we just couldn't get across the line. We weren't working together as a team. All of a sudden, there was this blame game happening and reasons Mm. why it didn't happen. When the reality is these guys were pushing themselves so hard and they were doing what we've been talking about, those peaks and troughs. They went really hard, really fast, but they couldn't maintain any stamina. They couldn't stay at that top gain. And when they dropped, they just dropped rock bottom. And I thought, if that's not the analogy for what mental toughness is about, I don't know what is. Oh, look, that is that is a phenomenal analogy. And, you know, this is also very much where mental toughness is that set of skills and capability that helps us to handle these stresses in this moment right now isn't that exactly what you've just described how the competitors no the the champions had so much more capability in this area because this is what they've been drilled with Mm. in their sporting life this this is absolutely a key part of their education and their daily practice so you know this is where we're seeing 
you know, this extreme situation where absolutely Survivor is a game of mental toughness and absolutely um, a game of of self-control. The, the next element I wanted to bring up, Zalia, we might actually do this in two segments with you if that's okay. I know I wanted to talk a little bit about referrals, but I, I yeah. do want to get this out because, you know, this last week has really driven home what we've been talking about with mental toughness and a lot of people, I believe, can identify with Survivor and uh, with the mindset that needs to go behind Survivor. And from that point on, the champions just started to lose and the competitors took over. But the different conversation that was happening at Tribal Council, it went around, we win together, we lose together. It's a collective decision. We collectively agreed that X, Y, and Z was going to happen, and collectively we lost. Mm. Now, how different was that conversation versus the contenders who were turning around saying, well, that was the problem there and all the finger pointing. I just thought it's such a different conversation. These are the conversations that the leaders are having. We're not going to play play the blame game here. We're not going to point one finger. And yes, there were some people that were pointing one finger, but it seemed to be, you know, collectively, this is what we've agreed on. And collectively, it failed. So yeah. collectively, we need to make a different decision next time. Yep, because collectively, we are one team. And that falls back to what we were talking about last week, which was the commitment, right? You're mm-hmm. committing to what you're doing. You're committing to what you've decided to do, and you've committed to the outcome, good or bad. you committed to the outcome, and you've accepted it and go, we don't like it. Let's see what's next. Exactly, and they're also demonstrating a phenomenal level, high level of emotional control, right, which is very, very strong in high-level, high-performing athletes, right, where, yep, they're going to be feeling the disappointment. They're going to be having all those feelings. They might even be having blame and shame thoughts, but that is not what is emanating from them. That's not coming out of their, their, their mouths. And they're staying firm on what they committed to. But that's taking a lot of personal, emotional self-regulation to be that team player when the chips are down. The last thing I wanted to say, and then we'll go to a break and come back and talk a little bit more about control, uh, is when the question was asked, who is the leader of the team? Collectively, there seemed to be this agreement that actually nobody was leading the team. Everybody knew exactly what needed to be done. They knew to what level they needed to be performing at. Is that a mental toughness um, trait that we don't need a leader, we just, we know what needs to be done? This is more about situational leadership and about everybody standing up to be the leader when they need to be the leader. And so this is a whole other skill set that comes. Like the first thing in any leadership situation is the person needs to want to be a leader. So who actually then is the the decider of what gets done? This is where the nuances of team performance come into it, which is a whole, you know, Mm. a whole subject in itself, Mia. But absolutely, each of them need to be strong in all the four components of mental toughness. And this is, you know, where this has been born out originally of uh, of high-level sporting environments. 
Leah, we're just going to go to a break quickly. Can you hang around for, let's see, we've got John, Cougar Melon Camp, Jack and Diane, so it's about four minutes. Can you hang around for four minutes? And, oh, absolutely, um, absolutely. Beautiful. We'll come back and we're going to talk about control. You're listening to Live 90.5 with Mira and Paul. We're back with Leah in a few minutes. We still have Leah on the phone with us, the mental toughness guru, and I did, sorry, Leah, I did sideswipe you a little bit with my... <laughs> Love of Survivor. I knew I was going to get it in at some point without Paul's permission. She was also, determined to do that. Also, I turned his microphone off so he couldn't really intervene. <laughs> no, I couldn't talk about the cricket. Game. It is such a great living example of mental toughness, like like in the present, right? Where there, you are dealing with really big things that are life or death. You will get voted on, in or out, depending on mm. your choice in the moment. Mm. So talk us through, so we spoke last week a little bit about control, I mean commitment, sorry, and com- making that commitment within the mental toughness framework and understanding what commitment meant in the mental toughness framework. Do you just quickly want to sum it up in a few words for us and then let's head to the second C, which is control. Well, yes, that, and then the, the I know it gets very confusing with all the four Cs. Yeah. We started with confidence. Oh, confidence, sorry, my mistake. Yeah, but because that's the overarching one and control sits and of course when we go back to confidence, this is this, you know, unerring belief in our own abilities, right? And this is what we're being tested on in survivor, we're being tested in leadership, we're being tested in, in creating a successful future for, you know, the, the our kids and grandkids, right? So and and within then confidence then is is supplemented with control and this is very tightly linked to confidence right Mm -hmm. because our level of control is the extent to which we maintain control is very key for being resilient and it's it's again tied in with our belief how strongly do we believe that we shape our world and that we shape what happens to us Right. This is the one segment of control, which is life control. How strongly do we believe that we shape what happens to us? The second component or subcomponent of control is emotional control. And this is where we've seen, you know, how well do we control anxiety, frustration, mm. anger, disappointment? Mm. Are we blaming and shaming or are we having those feelings and staying firm to the to the team goal to to the to what we said we would do and that's what to, you were, what we were saying with survivor earlier exactly. is that they uh, as far as the team was concerned they knew what they needed to do they were standing firm with that but then you did say that potentially those emotions were ha- happening in the background of failure Absolutely. and disappointment or what have you, but it didn't affect their overall team, not morale, because that's probably not the word, right word, but their, their team and their leadership abilities. Exactly. And also when you, the other uh, element to consider is that these people are coming together as, as, as a team for the very first time, right? So again, the more, the stronger the individuals are within, in terms of these four C's of mental toughness, this is what they're bringing to the team, okay? And Mm -hmm. this is where the champions obviously have taken more to the team because this has been part and parcel of their education and their daily rituals in, in their everyday lives as elite sports people. And so emotional control and life control 
seeing yourselves succeeding, you know, when we look at the, you know, the self-fulfilling prophecy idea, the prediction that directly or indirectly causes itself to become true. If we believe we're going to win because we believe it's under our control, we're going to go to greater lengths to prove ourselves right. And if every individual in the team is coming in with that mindset, the outcome has to have more of a chance of being successful. And I guess there's lots of great examples that out there, Leah, that have happened over over the years. Um, you know, whether it be in terms of sporting teams or in businesses, where you've got people all connected, pointing in the same direction with the right kind of mindset. And but you know, the way you describe it is just so valuable. I'm just sitting here a little bit in awe, really, in terms of what you're coming out with here, being very quiet, which is a life for me, isn't it? But, uh, <laughs> Look, and see, and this is the thing, that this is one of the um, behaviours to look for to, when you notice when the blame and shame game is happening, when things go wrong. These are leaders with poor levels of emotional control. They're reacting in anger. They get defensive when criticised. They, they look and feel anxious. Right? Now, show me a leader who is not anxious. So this is where it's about what, like like a duck, right? We've talked about this before. Ducks look so smooth and elegant and beautiful on the water. What what are their feet doing under there? Mm, yeah. They're going like crazy that. under there, and, yeah. And, and this is a, is a skill set. It's a capability that requires a, a lot of grooming for most of us. Very few of us are born with high levels mm. of emotional control. Leah, thank you so much. You've given us once again another dimension of what mental toughness is about. So next week, we've done confidence, we've done control. Where are we heading next week with this conversation? Next week, let's go to commitment. Commitment. Because, yes. Outstanding. Fantastic. Well, you'll be back from the snow and we will touch base with you next week and go through commitment. Thanks again, Leah.